This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. And I am feeling on trend right now. I'm feeling very current right now. I'm feeling very topical because I have COVID. Yeah, that's old. That's old news, though. You had to have you had to have COVID like an early 2020 yeah. to be considered hip. These days, that that's old. What's what's word? Yeah. What's the expression? Old shoe, old hat, old, old hat. hat. I'm old. Yeah, hat. Not old shoe. Yeah. Sold hat. Yeah, yeah your 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 book is is no longer in hardcover. It's now in paperback. Oh, okay, yeah. like it's an audible. Yeah, <laughs> it's a library book. Well, not quite. We're not, we're not quite there. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry, how are Les. you feeling, Les? How am I feeling? I'm feeling okay. Yeah, you know, I feel like I have a bad sinus infection. The the upside is is that I lost. I'm like at my summer, I'm at my summer goal weight right now because of COVID. But, you know, okay. hey, you gotta look, you know you live in, you know, you know you live in Los Angeles when you base things by that. Yeah, silver linings, I guess. Uh, but I'm okay. That's fine. I, um, and, and it's been a while since we've recorded it. It has so been, it has. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mention this on the show, but, you know, for any of my friends listening, my uh, my mother had passed away, which Kurt and Les knew, so I, I was away for that, and then we just have been hitting a scheduling wall because we've all got a zillion things going on, and we are back. Yes, we are back. Les, Les was at the Rogue Festival. Where I got COVID. <laughs> the Rogue Festival. By the way, what was that story with the Rogue Festival? You 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 were in a shower and you came out of the shower buck naked? Oh, okay. So I go whenever I'm in um whenever I'm in Fresno, I go to my favorite yoga place, Tower Yoga. And so um the and so Tower Yoga is really cool. They have like state of the art everything, and so they have like the, like these amazing showers with amazing products. So one day after a class, I was in the shower. I walked out of the shower, you know. I was toweling off, so I was naked. <laughs> and this guy goes, this guy goes, didn't you do a show about Bakersfield? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was recognized naked. Okay. How so, does your husband feel about that? Oh, I think he's going to find out when he's listening to this podcast. Oh, okay. Fun story, John. Put, Listen up. Okay. <laughs> well, you put it on Facebook. Did you, did you hide the post from him? No, I didn't, but he didn't say anything. Does, does John not follow oh, okay. you on social media? 
<laughs> John's always on so he's on social media more than I am. Yeah, I see but, him. He's got stuff. But yeah, he didn't say anything, so I don't know. But what yeah, yoga place? My my yoga place doesn't have a shower. This place, they, they, like, they are state of the heart. This place is like really like it. It's almost like have you ever been to an Equinox gym? No, but I'm sort so. of familiar with how you know they they try and make it opulent. Yeah, it's like an Equinox of yoga studios. Like it's very oh. like, top notch. Seriously. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. Well. Speaking of opulent, <laughs> you were you were searching for a way into this, Les. I, I saw the wheels <laughs> turning. Do we have any black China news? China, China, China. I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. This is exclusive. Oh, I thought this was from today. This looks like it's February 18th. Oh no! I thought it was March 18th. Okay. All right. Rob Kardashian dismisses assault lawsuit against Black China. Have we talked about this before? I think so. I think so. Oh, yeah, no. we did. I got, I got mixed up. All right. Just, all right. Kill some, kill some time. I'll find a more recent story. No, it's okay. No, I'm good. You don't, you don't care? I, I don't think we need to be searching for a story on, on the show. We'll, we'll just right, do a really right. good one next week. All right. That's yeah. fine. We can keep moving. Yeah. That's okay. I'd like to get a bed early tonight anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. And we have a movie to talk new. about anyway. And ooh, What's what that? a movie. I said, and we have a we movie love, to love. talk about anyway. Oh, we do. We do. We yeah. do. We'll, we'll hit up Black China next week. Yes. Okay. So. Of course, you, you should. You do have other news you should share, though. Yeah, Kurt. The update. For me? Yeah. My uh, update of what? On my health? No, the – oh, you could talk about that too. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the guy you've trying – you realized oh. wrote you back. Oh, my health. We could get – well, first things first. Um, yes, first things first is we uh, we were talking about – some months ago we were talking about the uh, the guy who teaches math on Pornhub. And I wrote him, I contacted him on Twitter, but then I didn't log on to Twitter for like three months. And I logged on like this past week and he did write back and he, he asked if first he asked if we were from Taiwan. And then he said, and he said, he may be interested in coming on the show. So, and I wrote back and said, no, we're in, uh, we represent Los Angeles and the entire state of New Jersey. And we'd love to have you on the show, but he has not written back yet. He might be listening now just to see what the show is like yeah. to decide. So. Yeah. Well, Please come on. We're eager to talk to you. We love porn and we love math. Perfect. Right. Yeah, and he teaches math on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> and you there's know what? No, yeah. I bet a lot of people like learn actually learn the math on you know on Pornhub. You learn. You yeah. learn what goes into what? How many times? Anyway. <laughs> That's a cheap joke. He's gonna hear that. He's gonna say, "Forget it." My but the other news, um, almost second to that. Is that I am in, <laughs> I am in, I I I am in uh, full remission now for nine months. Yay! Um, Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yay! That's really awesome. I'm very happy. For so you. it's good. So it's been it's been a, a, some good news this past week. So. Yay! That's very exciting. And I was saying I'm going to get a shot. I'm going to get like a crazy COVID. Uh, it's not the COVID vaccine. It's some other shot. Let's see, people at home might know what this is. Evu shelled, Evu shelled, and I got to get a needle in my butt 
Poppers. Wow. I don't really yes. know what that is. What is that? Yeah, you know what poppers, poppers are? Yeah, we can have the math guy tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm afraid I'm afraid to Google it. Oh, it's not it's not that bad. Yes, okay. Well, well, it depends on what comes up. Don't Google it on Pornhub specifically. Just Google it on Google. Yeah. I might just take your advice and just ask for poppers, literally ask for poppers with the person give me the needle and just see what kind of response I get. Okay. Yeah, oh, well, it would depend. They're either going to be like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> well, or, they did start off as like a medical grade thing. It's basically smelling salts or that's how it started. Really? Poppers started as smelling yeah, salts? Yeah, they, they're called, they call them poppers because they come in the, uh, it was like a little vial that you would break or pop to open it. Right. Well, oh, okay. those are some smelling salts. All right. I'll have to read up on that. Yeah. Okay. Catch up on my reading. Well, I don't read as much, or I would know what this, this kind of stuff is. Well, you're going to get, you're going to get an eyeful. Well, this Evo shell, it's not <laughs> tested. They gave me a whole thing of uh, a paperwork. I said, it's not tested. It's very early. You could, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's risky. I'll get it. though. Yeah. All right. Good. All That's right. So, so, so let's talk about this movie. Yeah. If, if, what is it called? If Walls Could Talk? Yes. Yeah. Uh, from Lifetime. All right. So, and we should mention that our, our, friend meredith is in this meredith thomas yes which is what drew us to the movie right right and she is the uh, best thing in the movie in my opinion oh no she totally is. yeah yes i like how like her I different agree. her different tropes like meredith so this is she this was her no, her nosy neighbor trope. yeah she seemed i will say she towed the line very well of playing both nosy neighbor but also genuinely concerned neighbor right like she was an actual friend and i liked her little outfits she had laura petri outfits. i wonder if those were hers remember that last movie that uh we talked to her about and those were all that was all her wardrobe she, is, yeah, yeah. this stuff fit her perfectly and looked sensational on her i wonder if it was all hers again now and Kurt, you know yeah, who laura got... petri is right are you talking about mary tyler uh Yes. Mary Tyler Moore show? Yeah, from Dick yeah. Van Dyke. Her, her outfits were yes. like Laura Petrie on Dick Van Dyke. Oh, oh okay. Like the leggings and then the tops. Yeah. Wait, was wait Laura Petrie was the character in Mary Tyler Moore show? Or no, Dick Van Laura Dick Petrie Van was on Dick Van Dyke. Oh, oh, okay. Mary Richards okay. was on Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. So she looks very she looks very Laura Petrie in the, in this movie. So on this show, I've already learned about poppers and Laurie Petri. Yes. Right. I'll probably learn more. Right. Okay. So. Here we are. We, we see a fabulous house. Huge. That looked like one of those museum houses. Turrets it had. Like, I, I, do you think it was like in one of those neighborhoods that are like museum house neighborhoods? Because all of the houses kind of looked... Like, yeah, if there are certain areas in L.A. that have homes like that, um, sort of uh, not really Hancock Park, but what's that area over there uh, where like the American Horror Story houses? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of houses like this over there. And well, so everybody, everybody kind of approached this house like it was a real pain in the ass, which is something that happens with with like 
big houses. People just walk in and, and walked in and said, like, how can you keep care of this? I thought it was what ugly, ugly personally. I, I didn't like it. the house. I thought it was ugly. So, so then we, we see this woman, and she gets a call from a girl who looks a lot like Meghan Markle. And so she's like, Mom, I got something bad to tell you. And then we see a guy on the computer, and he's, like, stressing out on this computer. Yeah. And it looks like he's going over the books, like he's cooking the books. And so um, he's looking really stressed. And we just find out that the daughter's Olivia, I just wrote Megan Markle Jr., <laughs> <laughs> Olivia write all her, that bad, out. her bad news was that she and her boyfriend broke up okay and well a couple I, observations first of all there's the, they, they probably show this very ugly little statue that says number one dad and he is looking at that and he's, he's looking at that like it was a daytime Emmy award <laughs> and he is loving it he's seriously looking at it. and if you notice <clears throat> apparently there was an issue with putting the the apple in the computer that represents yeah. apple computers so it was like a little cartoon apple oh i thought it was a cherry no it looked like it looked like a peach <laughs> it was a peach <laughs> i love we all thought of a different fruit because i wrote shit there's a cherry logo of the computer hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned cherries because uh right before we started recording i got a notification that an Amazon package was delivered to, and I was like, what did I, I don't remember ordering anything. And I forgot that yesterday as a joke, uh, I sent my, well, actually let me, let me back up and give you context. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had gone to New Orleans with some friends. And at one point in the night, my friend was uh, very baked, very, very baked, and was staring in this bar at these neon fruit signs that were all around the bar and he was taking photos of all these neon fruits around the bar and at like two in the morning is just standing there in the bar composing a collage and i thought it was the funniest thing in the world so yeah, just out of the blue yesterday i went on amazon and started looking for neon fruit uh signs and i randomly sent him one and it arrived right before we started recording oh that's funny that's kind of expensive you mean it's like a bar sign yeah kind of like yeah. that but they're like twelve bucks. Well, okay, it's not too bad. <laughs> oh, so, so the dad, the dad has a lot of late notices. He's in financial trouble. So then his wife was like, "I'm going out, honey. You work too hard. Chill out on the work." And so then she leaves. Well, she said. You work too hard. And he said, I'm working on it. And I thought, uh-oh. Here we go. Yeah. This was so, so, be a trouble. <laughs> this was not written by, this did not get a script polished by John Sales or, or the late Carrie Fisher. Or by probably anyone. No. <laughs> no one. So, so, so then he's working, and then all of a sudden we hear the shower. Like, so he goes into the bathroom, and the shower's on, but nobody's there. Clearly it's a ghost. So this is when you normally would, like, pack up and leave the house, right? 
But no. He went back and started working again. And then the shower came on again. And he went back again. It was so yeah, weird. Yeah, go ahead, Kurt. No, I was going to just say, for people at home, showers don't just do that on their own. Yeah. Somebody, somebody is moving a nozzle. Yeah. And it's not a ghost. Some, someone's, someone's moving it. So then... Is that what you going to say? Okay. So, so then he's standing there in, in like a puddle of the water, and then we see like a black hoodie-esque outfit run by. And then he slips and falls, and then he's, you know, no longer with us. Yeah, he like hit, hits his head. Yeah. Yeah, he slips in the water. So... So, so then um, we're at the cemetery. By the way, when they cut, I, I made fun of this on a previous podcast when they had a funeral scene and they had the extras lifting the, the casket above their shoulders because I had never seen that at any uh, uh, funeral I'd been to. And then they did it again in this movie. I'm like, what are these morons doing? So I Googled it. I'm like, is that a thing? And apparently they do that sometimes, but it's it would seem to be prohibitively heavy to do that yeah and kind of dangerous to carry yeah, it up to that lift high. it up yeah because they heads. were like they were you know like i i've been a pallbearer and you they carry it at your side but this one to, yeah. they've they've got it up high i i guess you almost could. like it's yeah, the it's fucking heavy. stanley cup and they just won the <laughs> they just won a hockey match yeah, I was an extra. I was an extra in a funeral scene for Law and Order Criminal Criminal Intent. They they killed off Eric Eric Bogosian's character, and they had these people playing his parents. And the guy who played his dad just passed out while they were shooting the scene. What? So like, and and Jeff Goldblum was there, and like he didn't like Jeff Goldblum always wanted to be involved, even though he didn't know what to do. So yeah. he, Jeff, ah. Jeff Goldblum just ran over, and he like hovered over the guy. Imagine you're like you're having like an, a, a heart attack or something, and Jeff Jeff Goldblum is leaning over yeah. you. <laughs> like anyone who's six six leaning over you, but then it's Jeff Goldblum with his sort of like unusual rhythms too. Yeah, he did. So like an ambulance came and just took those people away. So his so Eric Bogosian did no no longer had any parents at his funeral. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Showbiz is like, oh well, sorry, Eric. Next. Yep, you did not outlive your parents. It's not as sad as it was. Before. I wonder if the guy got paid for the day. <laughs> Probably, and I think it was his real wife. So I think she had to go in the ambulance with him. So I wonder if they got. A, I wonder if they got a bump up or if they're <laughs> shooting it. The the, the, uh, the guy from Dexter was also there. The guy who played like the. The, uh, the detective, whatever, the shooting the scene. He's like saying, uh, "That the guy was not. He's not doing too well." <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was a star-studded affair that went this straight, straight to hell. He's okay now. Yeah, he's probably not. He was, he was an old dude. Anyway, but he'll live on on the silver screen. So okay, I'm back. So, so they're so they're so they're at the funeral. Meredith is comforting everybody. Agnes is her name in this. <laughs> I call her Meredith. Oh wait, Meredith. wait, wait. I, that's why I can't put her in the notes here. I'm like Meredith, blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> I gave up an. She's no. She's not an Agnes. <laughs> it was, that's Meredith. 
back to um, back to the the coffin thing. I forgot that I actually copied and pasted something into my notes from when I looked this up because I landed on I landed on a, a blog post called "How to Carry a Coffin: Seven Essentials You Need to Know." What are the essentials? Well, it, it's, tall bear three times. I never read any of that no. nonsense. Well, what, are, it, what are the essentials? It said <laughs> coffins can be lifted and carried on the shoulders, as we've all seen, or lower using the handles if they're load-bearing, although it doesn't quite have the dramatic effect of the shoulder carry. It's less <laughs> arduous on the shoulders and upper arms. It's also ideal when the ground is slippery or uneven. Oh, boy. Oh. I don't want to be dealing with that. That's like an accident ground. waiting to happen. Exactly. You're you're gonna What's if the ground back? is slippery, you're gonna fall and die like the guy in this movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so 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 Meghan Markle Jr. Olivia announces that she has taken some time off because she's in grad school, but she's taking some time off and she's gonna stay and help her mother get everything together. And so. The, the mom is like, I think this house is haunted. Yeah, she's a little loopy. Yeah. Um, and so then I wrote here. Now, why did why did Megan go to Meredith's house? I wrote here, Megan goes to Meredith's house. After like, she said, I think the house is haunted. Agnes texted her to come over. Okay. A- Agnes Meredith. meaning Meredith. And so then we find out that the house has been in the family for three generations. And there was a, so, so the mom was like, there's a family history hanging over us, but we never found out what that family history was. I think they broadly said something about like, it's just been in his family all these years. She recounts some stupid story about pretending to believe in Santa. It was just like a lot of BS to try and build out their characters. Right. Um, um, and Meredith, she's really hot on selling the house. She says the real estate market is hot. Yeah. At right. first I thought Meredith was going to be a bad guy. Cause we hear, we, we know like, Someone's going to be evil in this movie and just based on the fact that it's lifetime and we, we hear that the mom thinks the house is haunted and then immediately are presented with Meredith saying, sell the house. Yeah. Sell the house. Oh, you know, you know what it is? You know why they are at Meredith's house? Because, um, it probably was Meredith's real house. Probably the shoot there. (laughs) Um, they, (laughs) uh, the, the mother got scared. Her her name in the movie is Rebecca. So, Rebecca, the mother, she got scared because she heard footprints and then a light got switched off in the house. So she ran out of the house and she's now staying with Meredith. She's a, As, she's a and that's house. what you're supposed to do. That's yeah. what a smart person does. And, and then insanely oh, cool. goes back to stay in her own home as soon as the daughter arrives. Yeah, I mean, there's somebody in your house turning lights on and off. What, oh, it's a ghost. Well, what's more likely? Do you have someone in your house turning things on and off, or is there poltergeist in your house? I'm sorry. The third option is aliens landed and crawled down the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) hate to be a skeptic here, but geez. Um, So so they're back at home, and Megan is getting undressed, and she hears footsteps. And she, but she looks and nothing's there, of course. And then, but then we hear the news that there's an escaped convict. Gee, that's random. Oh, right. I think so I missed th- that line. 
Perhaps yeah, like twice. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. there's an escaped convict. I do like okay. that that Meredith told uh, Meghan Markle Jr. to sage the place, though. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she yeah. bought a jar of sage. I love it, because then Meghan Markle's like, she's like, uh, no, that's a different kind of sage. <laughs> what does she mean, like the spice sage? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she's like, I just bought some at the supermarket. I have a jar of it. And she's like, uh, no, it's a different kind of sage. I have some cumin as well. We could, we could use that. That'll scare that ghost away. Oh, so so the, so then Rebecca is like in bed, and the phone well, rings, and she looks down, and it's a phone call from her late husband, and she starts flipping out, flipping out, and um, so then Megan's doing a lot of like getting like organizational work, trying to get the dad's things together. She keeps finding and, the refrigerator door open in the kitchen. Like that happens yeah. several times in the movie. That's a reoccurring thing. Yes, you're right. Like, the refrigerator door is always open. How do you feel and, about that, Kurt? Letting that food spoil? What? Yeah. Uh, no, it's ridiculous. Now, what's their th- theory? What do, they, what do they think is happening when this refrigerator door is open? They think the ref- it's, that that's haunted? Or, uh, I think Mega Markle Jr. just thought that the door on the, the fridge was broken. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so then Rebecca's oh. telling her how she feels trapped in the house. Yeah. And then Megan it's, tells Rebecca, you know, why don't you go get some therapy? Which she was not wrong when right. suggesting that. So, so, so then Megan Markle Jr. goes to her dad's office, and there was a very frazzled-looking assistant there. Who's fielding calls from pissed off clients? Yeah. And and so, um, she's like, you know, I don't know what's going on. I think there's some financial issues, but people are well, pissed. She had somebody call twenty times about the financial issues, and then she says, "I I, I think there might be some financial issues." You think? <laughs> what clued you in on that? I just thought it was funny that this poor girl who's only been working there for three weeks has taken all these dumb calls. Like, just send out a mass email. Sorry, guys, what? Eric's dead. Who's paying her anyway? Her boss is dead. Is there anybody else? Anybody? Anyone else working there? She's like the guy in, in office space who's like in the basement yeah. he's not actually working well i mean the way the way eric had been cooking the books maybe uh you know she's on perpetual payroll gets paid uh you know they're they're milking someone for that yeah maybe okay Trip i've never seen it. this movie office space and everybody talks about it and, and so there's someone that's working in a basement there yeah it's yeah, good there's a guy who like he doesn't really work I, I i don't think they're paying him anymore right and he was and they're just they're just moving him like from space to space, and he ends up in the basement. Yeah, I think he yeah he's one of those guys. He's very meek, and and sort of you know just a kind of doormat to everyone. And so they keep moving and moving him, and I think they just forget to actually fire him or something like that. It's a very uh, funny movie. I guess I'll watch it tonight it after I finish RuPaul's Drag Race. There's a really good scene uh, involving a fax machine too. Wow! So it's so so. Well, it's from the '90s. It's yeah. like from '97. Like a fax machine. Yeah. yeah. 
since since all I'm doing these days is being laid up and watching watching TV and having memory issues. <laughs> memory issues. Yeah, I kind of forget stuff. Okay. Um. Anyway, oh, so she's like, maybe you should go to therapy. Oh, so 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 Megan is very upset, right? She's backing her car up, and then she sees a guy in her rearview camera, and she hits him with her car. But this guy uses this as a time to make a date. Yeah, I might. Do this. I might. I might see if I can get hit by a car from something you know, hot to. Attractive woman. Yeah. Because this like, is the way to do it. It's like, oh, you hit me with your car. Yeah, Let's go not? for coffee. Yeah. And he gets work out of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This was, what am I doing? I should be in a parking lot. Because, um, so, yeah, because he, he, he listens to her. He <laughs> listens to her woes. He's a physical therapist. I don't want to listen to any woes. He, he gives her his card. Physical therapist. He's very cute himself. And, um, oh, so then at the house, something's cooking and the smoke alarm just randomly goes off. Oh, well, this is where there's real dramatic music about the refrigerator being open. It's like Lawrence of Arabia all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, uh, So, so, oh, so then there's a whole monologue about an owl. And how her dad was, how her dad was like obsessed with this owl. It was and, like slowly driving him crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Her dad wasted a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't the owl that was driving him crazy. It was the thousands and thousands of dollars that he owed people. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was driving him crazy. This guy was basically a miniature Bernie Madoff. Yes, exactly. Just, Bernie Madoff was really into owls. Me, maybe. This guy. I did think it was funny, though, th- that throughout the movie, like, you know, the audience knows that this guy was, like, stealing from these people's retirement funds or whatever. <laughs> and even when, like, the people in his life find out about it, none of them seem horrified about the fact that he was doing this none of them seemed surprised or like oh my god he he was such a nice guy i can't believe he was doing that yeah they're like oh that's just dad yeah yeah oh well you know <laughs> whose dad hasn't embezzled millions from a bunch of strangers oh but he's he's, he's, but yeah. he's great he's a great guy though i mean we have he this fabulous house class. thanks to that so we can't be that mad about it <laughs> Oh, so then, so then Rebecca is like walking around the house, and at one point she like reaches her hand into something, and someone grabs her hand, and she like screams and falls down the stairs. Yeah, and I wrote, "Why the fuck is she staying in this house? She had gotten out and then decided to go back in when she was truly terrified at this place." Right, and that's not how out of your mind. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to be more open-minded about things, but I, what, how, what reality do you think? That's a ghost. She's still thinking this is a ghost. It was somebody's arm. And she's like, it was a hand. No, it was a hand attached to an arm attached to a shoulder. 
Well, regardless, whether it was a ghost or not, if someone's grabbing your hand in your house. Get out of the house. Well, also, you call the police. You you get out of the house and you call the police. And you don't say my house is haunted. You either call the police or you call Tangina from Poltergeist. Who's who's Tangina? No, (laughs) you call the police. Zelda Rubenstein? You know who Tangina is? Kirk. Talk about Zelda Rubenstein? Yes, Tangina. Instead of uh, saying Carol Ann, she's like, Meghan Markle Jr. (laughs) Yeah. But either way, it, whether it was a ghost or a real person, if someone's grabbing your hands, you get right. out of the yeah. house. True story. You call 911 and say, is Tangina there? Come like on, a- children, get a light. I remember that lady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just more likely that it's a real person than it's a ghost. Well, you're looking at it as as a viewer of the movie, but the the woman in the moment of this movie is like, hey, this weird stuff's been happening right around the time your dad died. We're in this big, sort of scary, haunted house. And if you're someone that believes in ghosts, then that all seems plausible. Because the house was really haunted looking. Yeah. And I will say this. I, uh, I am pretty much a skeptic of a lot of things but i have been right. in places that i i'm sure were straight up haunted oh that house looked like a creepy house have you seen a ghost i've not seen a ghost but i have seen pretty strong paranormal activity i have as well i have been in uh there's this um uh, estate in beverly hills called the graystone mansion which yes. is, uh, if you've ever seen the movie There Will Be Blood, uh, that's loosely based on the Doheny family. It was like an oil baron. And there were five murders in that house over the years. And so they do oh. tours from time to time. I've been there at night, right around Halloween, by the way, and saw some shit. Like what? Uh, we walked into a room and there were no, there was no like air conditioning or anything like that. And this chandelier was swinging pretty wildly when we walked in. Um, when we walked Ooh. downstairs in this basement where they used to lock up the servants, uh, if uh, they, if they, they locked they, them up in there, they locked up some of the servants, and we saw this like bottle just go flying across the room. Well, there's yeah, those people are still and there, pissed off, I'm there's sure. all kinds of stories about that place being haunted. Like they've shot. Um, uh, but they, they shoot a ton of movies there, and I think it was one of the National Treasure movies. The sound guy deliberately left his sound equipment on overnight, and it picked up all these, like, weird screams and shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's creeping me out. Yeah. I, was, I, I used to live in a house in Brooklyn. So I lived in the basement, and the woman who lived, so the, the owner of the house, she lived upstairs, and she said the place was haunted. She told me the basement's not haunted. But she said the place was haunted. There was buzzing, door buzzing, all that kind of stuff. So they went on a vacation for like a week. I had access to the upstairs. And I heard somebody just walking upstairs, like right above me, walking and walking and walking okay. and walking. And I was like, what's going on? And I, walk, I went upstairs. I said, anybody there? Nobody was there. So then why are you so skeptical of Rebecca yeah. thinking that this house That's could be haunted? the only experience I had. You had an I experience, though. I really thought, what's that? You had an experience, though. I did, but my first impulse was not that it was a ghost, because I, I knew that the guys, like her husband's uh, sister was up there at one point, staying up there. So I, just, I went up there to see if somebody was there, but there, there wasn't anyone there. So my first impulse was that there was somebody walking around. 
but right. I went up there and there was nobody up there. Listen, uh, listeners of a Lifetime of Hallmark podcast, if any of you know a ghost, you've been haunted, send them Kurt's way so that he becomes a believer. Hey, don't yeah. send anybody my way. I don't want these things coming my <laughs> no, way. Because they're not all that. evil. They're not what? all evil. They're not evil. They're not, a, not all of them. You said yeah. you want people to send ghosts my way? But Casper's yeah. nice. Yeah, there are there are ghosts that aren't here to harm you. They're they're just sort of stuck in between worlds. No, yeah, like, I don't want know, any of that. Like like so don't send any of those things my way. Edit that out. Or those other <laughs> what the what what are those ghosts on Topper? Did, did I don't want topper? any of that. I don't want Topper, I don't want Beetlejuice, I don't want uh Oh Beetlejuice is crazy. I don't want any of this nonsense. I don't have time for this stuff. Yeah, you could have. Um, um, My life is full. What was Casper's? What was Casper's little friend who smoked the? I don't have time for anything, Wendy. I don't have time for this nonsense. I don't have time for it, and I have oh, to get I a good like night's sleep at night. Casper and Wendy. I just don't have the time for this stuff. Yeah, the one, the Casper's friend that. That's it. It's a time work. thing. It's time. My listen. I like that your argument time, to to the time the, is a commodity for me. Okay, time is a commodity right now. It's more you know sometimes the time takes more takes priority over money. So I said I don't have time for Casper or anyone else. You know, whispering or scratching any anything. I don't want any scratching. So I, you I so just you wouldn't be you wouldn't be happy if Smokey showed up. Who's Smokey? Casper's little friend that wore the top hat and they had a cigar, Smokey. No, I don't remember who that was, but I, I just think it's funny that Kurt's <laughs> argument to, to the spirits is, hey, don't haunt me. Not because I'm scared, but it's a time management issue. I, just don't, have, I don't have the time to be haunted right now. I don't. I really I'm don't. Man. I, I'm by packs. I'm exhausted. I can't have any of this stuff. You're so impeding my rest. I don't want. I don't want even real people coming my way. I'm tired. <laughs> look, I look, Kurt. I'm gonna oh haunt you. God, I'm just gonna send you a calendar invite, and if that works for you, just accept it. I don't want any of this nonsense. So nobody, no ghosts. I don't want any of it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. Oh, so so by the way. So Rebecca fell down these stairs, and that really jacked her up. Yeah. Because she had a fractured hip. She needed screws in her hip. Jeez. It's a pretty big fall. Did you hear the the address of the house? No. It was 314 Pine Stone. Was that what it was? Pine Street. Right. 314 Pine Street. Okay. Do uh, Do you guys get that? No, no, I did get thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, but that's about it. Um, three one four Pine Street. I assume this is what they were going for. Uh, three point one four is Pi. Uh, possibly. Oh, uh, I think that's what they were trying to say. Yeah, three one four. You know Pine who would Street. know? The Pornhub yeah. math guy. Oh, yes, the Pornhub guy. Pornhub math guy would know. We need yes. to start composing our questions now. We have so many things yes. to ask him. Yeah. No, I do. Like, <laughs> see? We, I'm, we have a lot to do. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so Rebecca's all jacked up from her hip, and, and they're like, she needs physical therapy, and Megan's like, oh, well, I know who to call. And then Rebecca, she's not feeling so bad because she's like, 
is he good looking? He's Jake, this is a, Jake, a little slight knock against Jake, though. He lived in the 818 less. Oh, I know. I saw that. Yeah. 818 uh, the area code of the San Fernando Valley. Like, oh, in Jake. A, LA, I'm... people are snobs about that. Like, the, you, you want to have a 310 area code out here. Maybe a 323. Oh, okay. mm. Yeah, if you don't have a 310, it better be a 323. A 424 is, uh-uh. No, 424 is West Hollywood. That's acceptable. Oh, okay. So. Come on, guys. Because I thought 424 was that. like a newer. That's like it a is. Newer. It, it's one of those like offshoots of the 310. <laughs> That's like eight, when eight. Philly people. That's like Philly people always had it in for Jersey people. Yeah. Well, when I grew up outside of Allentown, we shared the same area code as Philly. It was two and uh, two and five, and then they split off, and the Allentown area was now six one zero. Turf war. Oh, okay. Mm. But you wanted a two one five. I no. think it was a status yeah. thing there. Totally. It's a, the the three one zero is a status thing here. It really, stupidly is. Right. No, it is. Oh, so so then, Jake comes over. Meredith Mer- shows up just to get a gander at Jake. <laughs> yeah, she's horny in this movie, and that she really is. And, and, and then Good we for see. Her. And, and, the, and then we see. Um, Meredith's trying to hack into her dad's computer. So, so she's trying to hack in. Jake comes over. Megan finds a letter. Now, what did the letter say? What was the letter? Uh, I thought I read the letter. Remember. I thought I stopped and read that letter. Uh, oh, the letter. Let's see, what is it? Well, first of all, is this where she logs on and she 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 uh, she finds that the um, the login the password is ibis significant something and it, it means the owl means death. <clears throat> I think oh, that was another was time she because she was trying to log on a couple times. Was this when she sees a letter and he says like he apologizes for his wrongdoing and he says that if he's trying to rectify things but if he can't rectify it if he's if he is, has been killed. That he failed in his rectification. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was a letter to them, basically. Yeah. Yes. So, so then we see another news report on Peter Rowling's <laughs> hammered home. Peter Rowling's is you know is escaped. Uh, oh, so then we see Jake. He's in the pool with Rebecca, and Rebecca Ooh, is just. Pool. Talking shit. Rebecca is like shit talking up a storm about Megan. And so, so then Meredith comes over and she's like, listen, this guy is up to no good because, first of all, I saw him in your backyard taking pictures. And secondly, he has never driven the same car twice. And they're always. And there are always these upscale cars that there's no way that he could he could afford these on a physical therapist's salary. Especially not if he lives in the eight one eight. Right. Yeah, they really they really diss the salaries of physical therapists. (laughs) I mean, don't they do all right? 
I mean, I guess you can't have four luxury cars, but... Yeah, I think it's a nice middle-class living, but it's definitely not. I own several cars on this living. Um, hmm. Oh! So, so, then we see Megan, and she's going through files, and she finds a file on John Winters. Now, what we forgot to mention is that Jake's last name is Winters. So it's like, oh, John Winters, Jake Winters. Hmm. And okay. she opens up the paperwork, and we find out that John is suing her dad. And then Jake's, Jake's name is on the paperwork, too. So then... <laughs> She so then um, Megan confronts Jake, and now what what came out of this argument? Um, not much. They didn't have much of an argument. They 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 kind of treated it like it was, but it was yeah because it, it felt not like an argument. It felt like because she knew something that he didn't know she knew. Uh, she was coming on a little hot, but I don't think he knew what was going on. Right. So, so then, so then, the ne- so then all of a sudden, the next scene, we hear Rebecca screaming, and the scrapbook is like, someone got a hold of the scrapbook and like really messed it up. Yeah, she's yelling, who okay, did so, this? But does she think a ghost did that? See, I, I'm gonna, I, I have to defend myself here, because I would not think a ghost did that. Maybe she didn't either. I don't think she said it was a ghost at that point. Now, Meredith had recommended that they get some cameras for their house, right? Yeah. And yeah. and so after this all went down, Jake comes back to check on them, and Megan almost lets it slip about the cameras, but then Meredith kind of jumps in and, sw- and like, switches the conversation around before... She lets it out that she's going to order some cameras. She already ordered them. Yeah. Well, oh. she's going to go home and hatch a plan. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a plan hatching. But Jake also house. suggests cameras. Yeah. This movie went heavy handed with the cameras. Usually it's, it's kind of like a, you know, it is part of the story, you know, inserting little, little, little cameras. Yeah. But this one, you see the cameras delivered and screwed in. It was like a, it was like a, behind the scenes yeah it was like a documentary about camera in installation people yeah i was was fascinated so so then so then megan is going over to meredith's house to talk to her and and she's looking for her and all of a sudden she bumps into this very bitter delivery man who looked kind of like jake like really? looked like an older version of Jake. No, I didn't think that. I didn't see that. Um, well, in any case, he's acting very shifty and weird. Yeah. And, and and so then we hear the tea kettle go off. So the tea is ready, but it, the tea is whistling, and and Megan is walking through the house looking for Meredith, and then she finds Meredith. And Meredith is dead. I see dead people. Well, I'm not Meredith. Is Sorry, that why Meredith. she couldn't come on the show? <laughs> no. That's dumb. 
She's alive. <laughs> She's at a dinner party. <laughs> okay. We'll have her on again soon, though. Oh, that's something like a little kid would say. Is that why she's not here? No, no, she's alive. She's alive. Oh, okay. It's a dinner party. <laughs> oh, so then the cops show up and they question Meghan Markle. And what looks suspicious is they're questioning her. She starts wondering, hmm, maybe Jake is kind of suspect. And then Jake calls and says, oh, I can't make it today. So it looks very sus. Hmm. And, and so Rebecca is like, get me out of this house, which I don't blame her. And then mom's going to go stay with Aunt Maisie. Yeah. Wait, who oh, Aunt Maisie. Maisie. I knew about Aunt Maisie even before they mentioned it, because I saw on the phone when, when they were like scrolling through the phone calls, I saw Maisie on there. Oh, good. I, I didn't, that's a good detail to have in there. Oh, yeah. Maybe just got back from her cruise. Was it a haunted cruise? Was it a ghost ship? I, the- I've been on the Queen Mary, also haunted. Did you, Did you have any experiences there? there? Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't personally on that, no. Okay. So, so, so Rebecca's like, I'm out of here. You need to come with me. And Megan is like, no, I'm staying here. Which I think is a dumb move. It's like, okay, all this shit is going on. Uh, your next door neighbor was found murdered. And you're going to stay in the house. Especially when the police were like, well, you know, we can't have anybody guard you out here. So you're on your own. You know, that Poltergeist movie really didn't make any sense. After all the shit they went through, they stayed in the house. Yeah. Well, but then yeah. remember in Poltergeist 2, they moved and it followed them. Well, oh, but the Amneville is really crazy. There's an Amneville in space. The Wait, Amneville what? house. What? The, the Amneville house launches into space. What the hell is this? What are you talking about? There's a movie. The poster is really cool. The movie itself looks really cheap. But the Amneville house apparently blasts off into space. And it's, like, it's a big problem up there. Is it like when Josie and the Pussycats went to outer space? I think it's exactly like it's that. It's exactly the same. <laughs> In fact, I think there could be a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're totally, I just Google it. You're totally right. Amityville in space. And there's, oh, it's coming out in 2022. It's oh, wait, it's out. coming? That's, that's now. It's, it's coming new? Out it's coming out. It's a yes. new movie. The ultimate battle against the Amityville curse begins when the after the infamous murder house is exercised from Earth and reappears in outer space. Okay, I actually like this in concept then because it sounds like the creators know that they're like, hey, you know, we're 20 movies in on this franchise. Let's just have some fun. Man. Oh my god, this is hilarious! And then it shows a picture of the house, and it's in space. <laughs> oh my god! In July, July twenty twenty two. We might have to watch that for the podcast, oh no, even though it's not a life, this. it's not a lifetime or Hallmark movie. But this might. <laughs> oh no, we're watching this movie. I'm gonna have to bring my computer into the theater to take notes while I watch. I don't know if this is gonna be released in theaters. <laughs> oh my god! But. 
But if the director would like to come on the show, I'm going to write. I could. I could contact them. <laughs> oh my god, this right. is hilarious! And yeah, it's, it's the house, and it's in the middle of space. And, oh, and somebody named Jeff Kirkendall is in the movie. Ooh, that's our so, endless. You might be able to be in the sequel through nepotism. Okay, wait. So, so I'm looking at the poster here. So there's a picture of the Amityville house, but at the bottom there's teeth, like it's alien. I the poster is so cool. The the poster was probably more expensive to design than the movie. What's the oh studio? God, this, is, this is hilarious. Watch the trailer if you dare. I'm watching that as soon as we finish recording. Oh my god. Because yeah, it had like alien teeth. This is hilarious. Man. You know how it started too. Like the, the original Amityville house, there was there was a murder in, in, in yeah. the house. It's like, an actual imagine, house like, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's long it's, it's in Long Island. Oh, I thought it was Pennsylvania. No, Pennsylvania. No, it's in Long Island. In in, in Amityville. Uh, Long Island, and uh, some there was a murder in the house. That's how this like started. And who would have thought when the person was like murdering? I think he murdered like family members. Well, that horrible thing was happening. Was he thinking someday this is going to be a spaceship movie? At outer space. <laughs> wow. Oh boy, that is weird. Oh, the twists and turns of life. So it is like Josie and the Pussycats in outer space. <laughs> exactly like that. You guys remember the Joseph and the Pussycats in Outer Space, do. though, don't you? I do. I loved it. I also remember um, the the animated version. Uh, they, they had an animated Happy Days and I think it was Happy Days and Liberty. Yeah. No, it was, ha- it was an animated Happy Days uh, cartoon, and they were in Outer Space. Yeah, I remember that. And because and they had an animated and, and- Laverne and Shirley where they were in the army. And their yes, their drill that. sergeant was and a pig. Was a, yeah, a little pig. Yeah, Squealy. <laughs> His name is Squealy. <laughs> I always thought it was weird whenever the, whenever these people became animated. There's always like an animal always all of a sudden hanging out with yeah. them. Yeah, and, and then I remember I guess opportunity knocks. I remember I remember when I dream of Jeannie when animated and her ponytail would have powers. I don't think I've ever seen that show. Yes, and her and her sidekick Babu. They have hmm. that. It at least makes sense for the premise of that show because there's a magical component to it. It made no sense for Happy Days to a be animated, b have them still set in the 50s and 60s, but c have it all be happening in outer space. <laughs> yeah, like how does that work in terms of the? timeline of the other show does it right is everything canon here or? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like for instance if the fawns hits the jukebox you know gravity is different up there right yeah does it, it actually affect whether the the needle hits the record hey that's right and like that's and when fonzie is riding his motorcycle <laughs> over the sharks like, does he just stay floating because there's no gravity? Right. I guess okay. so. I am so fascinated by so. this Amityville in outer space now. <laughs> Come on, we can't spend a half hour on this. 
Anyway, okay. We, we'll revisit it. We'll We're revisit. more fascinated by that movie than we are the one that we watched. I mean... I said Am- it. Amityville in space is... That's pretty loaded. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, 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 so Megan's in the house alone. She sets up all the cameras, right? And she's in the kitchen. And they don't use chloroform... The person just comes and strangles her. Yeah. And she actually kicks the criminal's ass. Yeah. It's free. Make it it was a tough cookie. It's free. Instead of paying for chloroform, you mean? Yeah. She just, like, he went to strangle her, and she, like, beat his ass, and he ran. So, So then she's telling the cops what happened, and then she says, well, you know, this... This guy, Jake, is actually suspicious, and he has different cars. And the cops are, even the cops are like, hey, listen, you need to go and stay somewhere else. You can't stay here. And she's like, no, I'm staying here. By the way, there was a little Uh, bit of a a reunion for Meredith in this movie, because the the cop was played by Matt Polkamp, who was her love interest in in The Wrong Blind Date. That's, that's where I recognized him from. At first, from at first, I thought it was the Trivago guy. Ah. Trivago guy? Yeah. yeah. Trivago. I don't know what that is. What is that? That's that travel website. That? And the guy, the guy that used to do the commercials had a very, you know, like a deep baritone, a very, like, just classic... Like commercial, good-looking, you know, salt and pepper hair, but like very casual about it too. Oh, okay. But you know, you're dumb when the cops are telling you, "Hey, go stay somewhere else," and you're like, "No." These people were as dumb as a box of stamps. Seriously, and you'll see why. So, so then. Um, so, so then she goes around later checking the cameras and oops, there are no batteries in the camera. And um, Agnes really skimped, you know, Meredith skimped on these cameras that they're battery operated. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And not even like a rechargeable battery, like it's straight up just like C batteries. Seriously. Well, I get, yeah. So then what happened next? Uh, well, then she gets attacked. Oh, no, then uh, Jake shows up, and she thinks that Jake is the problem. So she she runs back in the house and locks locks the door. And then that delivery man, he comes by and, like, no, wait. But so so she, no, so she locks Jake out. Olivia then calls, yeah, Meghan Marco calls the detective, Trivago guy. Uh, she then sees that Jake's actually been hit. He's on the ground. And then there's another man in the house, and it's the, 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 the guy from the news reports. Uh, he attacks yeah. Olivia, and Jake tosses her. That's stupid. Jake tosses her the number one dad statue, and she hits the guy with it. The end. And Jake was innocent the whole time. Well, no, it's not quite it's not the end. end yet. And then, then, then the detective comes. This is, and <laughs> apparently there was a part of the house 
the, I guess the attic that, that nobody even thought to w- walk up into. And this delivery man who was the, you know, it was the uh, problem. He was living up there and pooping because there's no other place they could go. There wasn't like plumbing upstairs. And when they walk upstairs, he, she's like, ah, and he was, and that's why the refrigerator kept being open. I guess he was coming down to get food. And yeah. he realized why food was missing. And that's the hand that grabbed Rebecca because, right. she, you know, he was probably like going downstairs for something and she caught him. So she, he had to like push her. And his name was Peter Rowlings. So what's that? He was Peter Rowlings. Wasn't he Peter Rowlings? Rowlings? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Because remember, they were talking about Peter Rawlings as a. Student. Oh yeah, he was oh, the guy yeah, from the yeah, news yeah, report. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a... And um, so, so basically, though, hold on, we have four it, months later. We still have four months later, less. Oh yeah, well they resolve everything. They sell four the months, house. They, wait, the they, house must they, have been a they, gazillion dollars. They glued the <laughs> fucking statue back together. That number right? one dad statue. That, that actually looked shitty from the get-go. Which, and by the way, house. dad not number one. He was embezzling money for people's retirement accounts. Right, because that's the thing. Yeah. Peter Rawlings was pissed, but Peter Rawlings was in, in the wrong, per se. Peter Rawlings had a right to be pissed. He had a point. Yeah. He did lose all his money. His life did spiral out of control because of this guy. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, you know. He can't kill the person. That's not how our justice system works. But he has a right to be pissed. Yeah. And right. he can't live in the guy's attic either. You, you just can't do that. Yeah. See, you, there, we give legal advice on this show. So, so Jake, so, so yeah, and you were right, Kurt, that house must have been worth a gajillion dollars because Rebecca tells us that the house not only, they, they not only paid everybody back who they owed. Oh, yeah. There's enough left for her to go to grad school. For, for, uh, and to buy another right. house. Yeah. They bought a, sm- yeah. a smaller house. Which was they not all a that cruise small. Ship. Yeah. The house was not all that small. It was a nice they house. Bought a, they bought an NBA team. It's they, like this. I mean, <laughs> the money that came from this house. They, they bought another house that also doubles as a rocket ship. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you know, that's not cheap. Brown. Hey, that Amityville house must be worth a fortune. You could actually blast it into space. Holy shit. <laughs> Jake, Jake was still around. Nice and yeah, so, so Jake, and, Jake and Megan were a couple, and Megan was going to grad school. And then they're looking at a photo album, and I saw a cat in one of the pictures, so I thought that was cool. You, I like you, what, you saw a cat in one of the... Yeah, in, in, in the photo album. But, um, yeah. Picture so of that, a cat. So, so that was, so that was it. You know, it's like yeah, was, that house. They could, yeah. they could have sold the house at the beginning, and we wouldn't have had this movie. And then they had a trailer they kept showing for this movie with Cameron Mannheim called yes. uh, "Cruel Intentions." I think it's called. No, yes. "Cruel Intentions" is a movie from like twenty years ago. I think it was called. Oh, maybe it was called "Cruel Intruder." It looks like I wrote "Cruel Intentions." It's well, about a, sounds a right. boot camp. It's got Cameron Mannheim in it. She's yes. working these days. Well, she yeah, she's on the, the revival on order. Yeah, yeah. It's a Cameron Mannheim comeback. 
and it's I'm, a return. Uh, I'm all for it's it. Like Quebec. Well, I'm all for it. I used to like that show, The Practice. Oh, that was, was so good. I was, I was really into that show. She won an Emmy for that. That's right. With Cameron Mannheim. Well, um, so anyway, so Meredith, say, Meredith, you elevated the movie. Yes, Meredith definitely elevated this movie yeah. for yeah. sure, as she always does. Yep. I guess we're about do. We haven't talked about a Hallmark movie in forever, so I guess we need to do that next. Did we do? What was the one we did right before this? It was the the wedding. We watched all movies, three right? of those. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. So. Well, we got another Lifetime movie to watch. Yeah. We are going to have a guest from a, from a Lifetime, a current Lifetime movie. A brand yes. new guest who's not been on the show before. So be sure to tune in to a future We have a lot of guests these days. Yeah. We are hot. Because. Got some, yeah. Because we have. Um, you know, and then we still have to have Jillian on the show too because we still need to watch the one about the soap opera. Oh yeah. And so Jillian, because Jillian definitely wants to come back. Jillian Bo from Daytime Confidential definitely wants to come back as well. So we we are having a busy 2022. That's right. We are taking off like the Amityville Horror House. I see. I, I, and is it bad that like I'm like I'm like ooh we should end this thing. Want to go watch that trailer? Well, we, we should end it because well, we are done talking blocks. about the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we should I, end it because this, this is where we end it. Yeah. So, if you want to find me, you can find me on my website lesscrookedallbarrett.com. And do I have anything coming up? Actually, no, I don't have anything coming up right now. Jason. You can please go and rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform on which you listen to us. Give us five stars, please. It helps more people find the show. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. If you remember back in the day, Siskel and Ebert did a show called If We Chose the Oscars or something like that. Well, uh, the podcast, The Shelf Shedding Movie Show, uh, which is hosted by Jason Dubray out of uh, Saskatoon, Canada. Um, he is going to be having me on the show and we are going to choose the Oscars. We are the new Siskel and Ebert. And so the next couple of weeks, that's going to be on. We're going to be recording that in the next couple of days. You should be able to hear that during during Oscar season. When are the Oscars? They're it's a like, week from Sunday. Yeah, so we're oh, okay. on it. I've I've seen all, all the movies nominated except for the tragedy of the Scottish play. I'm going to be seeing that this weekend, and then I'll be all set. We're going to have that up that show. That's a podcast to look for. And a, and a way in advance, I am going to be in the Indianapolis, the Indie Fringe, in August with my show that is currently titled The Jester of All Maladies, or I Just Went Down a Tina Yoder's Rabbit Hole and Lived to Tell About It. Oh. I so need to go. know more about this. Yeah, because I'm like, what is a Tina Yoder's Rabbit Hole? Tina Yoder's, so the, the Jennifer from Family Ties. So right. basically, so it's Family Ties or Celebrity Fit Club I don't know. I'm just well. She played Tanya Harding. Um, 
Oh, that's right. She uh, did. She, did she really? Yeah, in one of those TV <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we just went down a teeny other's rabbit hole. You got to tell about it. So it I've been worked. promising. It works. I, I've been promising for weeks that I was going to have things to plug, and now I have. Look at all the stuff going on. And look, and at look what you did. You set us down a teeny other's rabbit hole. So there you go. And here we are. And I guess that's it. And I need to go lay down. No, you need to go watch that <laughs> that Amityville in space trailer, then lay down. Right. Exactly. So until next time, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.